Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910-980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. Also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It is 50, 53 degrees, sun and clouds outside at 409. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Drive van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. You can call or text 570-883-0098. Get involved in the conversation. Let's go with uh, Joe from Berwick on spending. Joe. Yes. Hello, Rob. Thanks for having me on. So the first thing I, I want to say about the spending is this. It is absurd the way the whole issue is discussed, because what what is never discussed within government spending is the fact that the money is incredibly wasted and misspent. So we don't even know how much money we actually need and how much needs to be cut, because we're not even willing to deal with uh, things like Medicaid, which is one of the most defrauded programs in the history of mankind. And, and and that's at every you know level of government. Local governments can't get away with it as much because there's more accountability. But at the state and federal levels, it, it's completely off the hook. Um, and the other thing I wanted to comment on, Rob, is uh, the NFL starting their political nonsense again. Uh, last night during the pregame, they kept running this ad. You may have seen it. Uh, it's, it's an individual kind of like Al Pacino. Uh, maybe it's actually him from a movie or something. And he's given some kind of speech to a team where he's saying, oh, we'll take inch by inch if we have to. If that's all they give us, inch by inch. And then they show a person, and, and it's meant for environmental justice, okay? You know, that nonsense. And it shows a person in a mask saying no justice, no peace. And, 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 you know, what, what, what are you going to do? And that was the message. And they kept showing this nonsense. And I'm thinking to myself, well, these individuals who, first of all, are going around with, with that phrase of no justice, no peace, and they're committing acts of violence while covering their faces, I mean, to, to me, that, that's reminiscent basically of, the, of what the KKK did, because that's exactly what they did. They went around committing acts of violence and intimidation while covering their faces to hide their identity. And yet the NFL seems all on board with this nonsense, and, you know, they're going to lose people like me if they keep doing this nonsense all over again. Yeah, and they're going to have to make a business call and deal with the, you know, the consequences like many other organizations have. And I I. I... I have faith in the American public to uh, make those decisions for them. We've seen it in other avenues when they've gone down this road, and, and we'll see what happens with them. Uh, you know, one of the things you brought up with the budget and our spending, we, we also haven't had a budget in how long? I mean, we've had one once in our lifetime. That's true. So if, if, unless we start with a budget and what we're actually spending on money, that you know, where we can actually look at the numbers rather than continuing yeah. resolution after continuing resolution with money, you know, after money, after raise, after increase, after increase of the deficit, you know, let's live within our means and start with a budget, first of all. That's a very good point as well. But, uh, but yeah, thank you, Rob, for having me on, and, and you have a great evening, okay? You too, Joe. I appreciate you calling in. Um, well... 
Democratic strategist credited with leading former President Barack Obama's 2008 victory has suggested that President Biden drop out of the 2024 presidential race after a damning poll shows him trailing behind former President Donald Trump, including it's either four or five of the five or six battleground states, including Pennsylvania. Donald Trump was beating Joe Biden in Pennsylvania by anywhere between four and six points. No, it's not a lot, and you have to have two factors in here. Yes, it's just a poll, and B, are people so fed up with the way things are going now, they're just going to say they're not for Donald Trump, but when they go in behind the curtains and they're in private, are they going to hold their nose and just vote? And these are people who really don't care for Donald Trump I'm talking about, but they see inflation, they see what's going on in the world as far as, what are we fighting, two proxy wars now? We see the cost of living. We see our 401ks. We see the cost of you know, groceries and, and, and fuel and everything else. Rent, mortgage rates, car loan rates are going to start to creep in now as people you know, look to upgrade their cars. But uh, David, Ax- David Axelrod pointed out to Sunday polling from the New York Times and Siena College that showed the president lagging behind Trump in five key battleground states, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania, which Biden won when he faced Trump in 2020. I think Wisconsin was the only state, battleground state, where Biden was ahead. And Axelrod wrote on X that the data will send tremors of doubt through the Democratic Party. And will create legitimate concern having presidential president seek re-election. Only Joe Biden can make the decision, he said, of having the president run in 2024. If he continues to run, he will be the nominee of the Democratic Party. I mean, that's, that just goes without saying. But who will step in? And mind you, any third-party candidate, anyone like an RFK Jr. or anyone, is going to take from both parties. Because you'll have... Anti-Trump voters that can't stomach Biden anymore who will simply vote for a third-party candidate. And you'll have Republicans that don't want to vote for Trump. And if there's no other option, we'll vote for a third-party candidate because they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. So, you know, if you look at the polls with that, he takes just as much from any, if not more, from a Donald Trump than he does from a Biden. But it'll hurt both. But for uh, someone as establishment as David Axelrod to come out and say this. Now, he also noted the risks with changing the course now as there's little time left for the primary campaign. And he said uh, that's how we test candidates. I mean, who who steps in if that's the case? Is it uh, Gavin Newsom, which I think utterly gets crushed? You know, I, I think his charisma and who he thinks he is as a person We'll factor in, but the, anyone who knows his history, I mean, he has a well-documented history of destroying the state he's in charge of now. And he can talk all he wants, and he can smooth the way he does. But he does not have the record to prove to the American public that, that he is the one to go forward. Now, the poll of just over 3,600 registered voters in the swing state showed Biden was ahead of Trump in only the swing state of Wisconsin, like I said. 
and falls to Trump by a margin of 4 to 10 percentage points among registered voters in the other five states. 4 to 10 percentage points. And again, that goes to Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. If that's even close to being true, if that's even a one-point difference, that's incredible. The voters overwhelmingly preferred Trump over Biden on issues of immigration, national security, the current war in Israel, it found. And again, this is a New York Times and Siena College poll. Two-thirds of the respondents said that the country is moving in the wrong direction under Biden. And just 37% said they trusted Biden with the economy, compared to 59% who said they trusted Trump, making it one of the largest issue gaps the poll found. Biden is also losing support from much of his base, according to the survey. Young voters under the age of 30 are only favoring Biden by by a single percentage point. And his pull with Hispanic voters is down to single digits. Meanwhile, traditional Democratic black voters are registering 22% support for Trump. Many of the respondents cited Biden's age as a factor, with a staggering 71% saying they felt the Biden is too old to be president, including 54% of his own backers, while only 39% felt the same way about Trump, including 19% of Trump backers. Now, mind you, their age isn't that much that 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 much different it's just the perception of their age biden's campaign has been trying to undercut concern of his age over the past few weeks by spotlighting trump's various flubs and mishaps on the campaign trail such as not knowing which iowa city he was in last month there's nervousness nervousness among donors and some of the elected officials that joe biden won't be a strong candidate because of doubts americans have about his health And those doubts have been expressed in polls. Former Democratic National Committee Chairman Ed Rendell acknowledged in a WABC 770 interview with John Katamatizis. Still, Rendell was optimist about Biden's prospects over Trump. If you ask them, if it's Joe Biden running against Donald Trump, who would you vote for? They are almost unanimously to vote for Joe Biden, he said. But that's not what the polls are saying, Mr. Rendell. I understand that's what you want to push. I understand that's your, but it's not what you're talking about when it regards to this poll. This poll is devastating for Joe Biden and Democrats, especially here in Pennsylvania. And again, there's a lot of what if here with the court trials going on, with Donald Trump in his mouth, with Joe Biden and the issues going, with Joe Biden's health issues. And I don't care. You want to you want to try and portray he's this healthy, you know, whatever age he is. He, you know, he's not. You see it. Anyone who takes care of grandparents who are having age issues sees it. You see it in the way he walks. You see it in his mannerisms. You see it in the way he talks. So, I mean, all there is need is, is some kind of health scare, which it's very possible there could be at that age. Things turn around very quickly. At that age. And again, him and Donald Trump are not that dissimilar in age. It's just the way it's perceived, the way they act, the way they present themselves to the public. It's going to be interesting to say the least. But who's the bench? 
I mean, Donald Trump has run so far away from the Republican candidates for the primary. Is there even a bench there? I mean, there are, but I mean, realistically, to actually run, to win the nomination for the Republican primary. And with Joe Biden, there is no one else. So who steps in? Is it a Gavin Newsom? Is it somebody else? Is it an unheard of that people do know, but has just a surprise to this to step in? I don't think it's going to be Kamala Harris because I think they see that as a definite loss. But it's this poll is something to take. If you look at this poll and combine it with the amount of Republicans that are outpacing Democrats as far as registering, changing parties here in Pennsylvania, you need to put all those pieces together. And, and I'd be concerned. So to say this is a slam dunk, to say this is just the way it's going to be, to say this is just a lost cause for Donald Trump and he's, he's, he's doing whatever he can before he gets bounced out, I'd be cautious because uh, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen in the next three months, in the next six months, in the next eight months. But whatever it's going to be, it's going to be for a ride. Whatever it is going to be, it's going to be a roller coaster. And I think we need to uh, keep on top of it and keep discussing it. It's uh, 422 here at WILK. Time for traffic. Speaking about roller coasters. (laughs) A little bit of a roller coaster ride. This Penteladata internet traffic update. You are dipping below the speed limit. 81 southbound from Scranton to Montage Mountain Road, Davis Street. You're going maybe 35 miles per hour in that area if you're lucky. We also have some heavy traffic on Kaiser Avenue in Scranton. It's a bit jacked up between the Morgan Highway and the Simplex Drive area. Other than that, no reports of any accidents, no major backups. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. And Nikki, I was up the other night at 3 o'clock and I saw on my phone there was traffic. I called and you didn't answer. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> Keep called trying. Ja- I called the jam. I should have called ring. back. I should have called back. Called back until I answered. Called back again. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast for meteorologist Ali Gallo. This afternoon, sun and clouds, high 55. Tonight, increasing clouds, a few showers possible, low 46. Tuesday, partly sunny and breezy, high 62. Wednesday, increasing clouds and cooler with showers moving in late. Some wintry mix in cooler spots. High 48. Thursday, mostly cloudy and breezy. A few showers. High 55. It's currently 53 degrees and sunny here at 524, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 428, 53 degrees and sunny. This is starting to get old in New York City. And again, should be anywhere. should be anywhere. NYPD cop killer was freed by the parole board despite execution-style murder. As the family fumes, my brother is never coming home. And it's true. Why should this savage be allowed back out on the street at the age, I think he's 55 now, when the family of the officer who was helping others and was shot and wounded. This individual got out of the car, approached him, grabbed him by the hair and lifted up his head and shot him point blank in the face, killing him. 
was arrested weeks later, convicted, serving time in prison. And now the New York City Parole Board found it fit to release him. Cold-blooded killer who murdered ex, uh, a cop execution style outside of a Queens nightclub will be freed, will be a free man by the end of November, despite the heinous nature of the crime. Police officer Paul Heidelberger was 28 when he was shot to death outside a Bayside Queens nightclub while off duty in 1992. His killer, Patrick Bannon, was sentenced to 30 years to life in prison, but the state parole board granted his release in October and he'll be free this month, making him the 38th convicted cop killer sprung in New York since 2017. Records show. When he walks out of prison, will my brother walk in and say, Hi, I'm home? Asked Heidelberger's older sister, Ann Fullman. This man supposedly has a child, Fulham said. Paul never got the chance to be a father. He executed his chance. Cops said her brother was out with friends on July 18th when he was shot after breaking up a fight and escorting people to their cars on Bell Boulevard. Bannon, a 25-year-old weightlifter and bouncer from one of the clubs, was in a Lincoln Town car when he fired a 9mm handgun at Heidelberger's group, striking three men, including the cop, who was shot in the neck. Bannon then walked up to Heidelberger and shot him in the head. He came back and picked up my brother by his hair and shot him again in the head while Paul was pleading for his life, saying he's a cop. And every time I think about that, it's just extremely hard for me, said his sister. One of the other two men struck by gunfire also died. Bannon, who was fingered by witnesses, took off prompting a manhunt. Six weeks later, Bannon surrendered to the Queens District Attorney's Office. The cop sister, the oldest of seven children who grew up in Queen Village, thought his arrest was the end. I hope he would never, ever get out because of the way he killed my brother. Bannon, now 56, had two prior meetings with the parole board, but his release was reject rejected until now. He was doing this and that and other things in prison, good things supposedly, but what about Paul? What about the good things he did as a police officer? As a person, the sister asked, the board typically considers a prisoner's time behind bars and how much of a risk they are to society. Law enforcement sources said that the surge in freeing cop killers is due to large part of the revision in the 2017 to the rules governing how 17-member parole board weighs a prisoner's release, thanks to years of lobbying by prison reformers and legal groups. The board uses a risk and needs assessment score that considers the inmates' age and records while in prison. PBA president said no sane New Yorker supports the release of a barbaric cop killer, but the parole board does because the value of a murderer's life is more than the life of a hero police officer. It's uh, 4.32 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 53 degrees and sunny. It's uh, 4.30, almost 4.38 here. And tomorrow's election day. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Bob Bolas on tomorrow's election. How you doing, Bob? Good, Bob. Long time, buddy. How are you? Yeah, you're doing well. Doing well. Yeah, no, I've just got up from Florida. I couldn't miss this election. Uh, as you and others know that uh, I'm adamantly opposed to... Uh, 
got him becoming a county commissioner after what he did to us in the city of Scranton. He was instrumental changing Spruce Street, the expressway. And I have a condo complex in Florida on Annemarie Island. People stayed there uh, uh, last week, in fact, uh, told me they drove down from Connecticut. And when they come down 81, they saw the signs there. They said, we didn't know you people were offered Biden. I said, the hell we are. <laughs> I said, there's just a handful of uh, liberal Democrats here in Scranton. And we had a consul president who incidentally violated the rules of consul against me at a meeting. And uh, we have a federal lawsuit against them for violating the rules of consul. And that's going to come out whether or not he stays in office if he unfortunately wins and people are that dumb to put him there. Because he's just going to skunk us, and you saw the trailers that have been out there for him. And he brought that up at a meeting that when he got into a contest, he was told by a family mentor, you get into a contest with a skunk, you're going to smell like one. So two weeks later, I brought Uncle Pepe Le Pew in with me to protect me from him and whoever the other relative was. And uh, he skunked us. It's detailed out. And I hope people are smart enough to realize this isn't who we want. He's look at what he got in the primary, like when he was running. How many people supported him? All the money he got, he's a bought and paid for uh, politician. Bob, what's he's the status of that federal politician. lawsuit? Can you tell us? Pardon? What's the status of that federal lawsuit? Is it just filed? Is it has it gone anywhere? What's yeah, what's the been, status with it? Filed, and they've he's made his objections, and of course we file responses. Uh, we're hoping in the next few weeks to uh, depose him and uh, bring him in. We have the video. There's not much he could deny or anything one way or the other. It's black and white. And he was the consul president. He was instrumental in instituting the rules of the consul that is a two-way sword, you know, for either the people speaking or for any member of consul to attack a participant there. And he went all out. And uh, he's going to pay the price for it. I don't know who he thinks he is or what he believes he is, but we don't need a dictator in Scranton, especially in Lackawanna County now. Yeah. With the change that's going on and a guy like him that's bought and paid for, he can't say no to those contributors and we're in trouble. If somebody like that gets in the office and he, people say, oh, they're family. Well, you're not voting for the family. You're going to be supporting the family. You can bet that what the insurance are going to be getting. You're voting for the guy that's running or the woman that's running. And look at their record, what they did. He allowed Geisinger to continue to park up at Nayog when we challenged him with the uh, Recreation Authority, when they were giving the property away basically for a couple of dollars a day, yet you pay $2 an hour to sit in front of the hospital. So, and he raised taxes $500,000, and he's responsible for the Nayog Mart Park. All right, That's so you, you, came, you came all the way up from Florida to vote, Bob. Uh, do you want to yes, uh, say who you're today. voting for county commissioner real quick before we go? Well, it's definitely uh, Chermack and McDonald. Okay. There's no doubt in my mind. All right, sounds good, Bob. I appreciate you checking in, and uh, welcome back to Northeast Pennsylvania. When are you heading back to Florida? Uh, next week. All right, beautiful, beautiful area down there. We're doing some developing and stuff down in Florida right now, so I'm kind of back and forth every other week. <laughs> okay, my friend, don't be a stranger. I won't, and thank you, and you take care, and vote Republican. <laughs> Thanks, Bob.
It's uh, 442 here at WIOK. Time for traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. 81 southbound is dipping below 25 miles per hour through the Scranton area. We have no reports of any accidents and no major backups. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Ali Gallo. This afternoon, sun and clouds, high, six, high 55. Tonight. Increasing clouds, a few showers, low 46. Tuesday, partly sunny and breezy, high 62. Wednesday, increasing clouds and cooler with uh, showers moving in late. Some wintry mix in colder spots, high 48. Thursday, mostly cloudy and breezy, a few showers, high 55. It's currently 53 degrees and sunny here at 443, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 448 here at the station, 53 degrees and sunny. It's the part of the show where we uh, honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. Sixty police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day. Three of them from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start out with Sergeant Scott Michael Patton of the Robinson Township Police Department of Pennsylvania in 2021. Died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Then we have Detective Early Bertram Pernsley. Chester City Police Department in 1948. Detective Pernsley was shot and killed as he responded to the scene of a Market Street massacre. He was approaching the building where the suspect was hiding after the men went on a shooting rampage. He had been Detective Pernsley has been with the, had been with the agency for 31 years. And finally, police officer Joseph T. Hackney, Uniontown Police Department in 1884. He succumbed to a gunshot wound sustained one week earlier as he and another officer walked a prisoner to jail after arresting him for disorderly conduct on Main Street. As they walked the man to jail, another man approached them and began yelling at the officers, then grabbed the officer's arm as Officer Hackney and the other officer pushed the man away. A revolver fell from the man's coat and discharged. The round struck Officer Hackney in the leg and the bullet traveled into his groin. Again, he succumbed to a gunshot wound one week later. And those are our three from our area. Um, going back to our uh, my phone call with uh, Bob Bolas, I believe he was talking about Campbell. There is no McDonald in the Lackawanna County Commissioner's race, so I believe he was talking about Chermack and uh, Campbell. I'm just guessing, but I think it's a well-educated guess, as well as a bunch of texters probably uh, came to that same uh, same conclusion as well. A lot, uh, lot going on today as far as history goes. Let me pull up uh, where I get my information from. As far as the day today, and I like to say today's National Saxophone Day. It's uh, Marooned Without a Compass Day. <laughs> that sounds pretty inviting, the way things are going lately. Marooned Without a Compass. Uh, it's National Nachos Day, so if you have the opportunity, get yourself some nacho- nachos. And Stranger Things Day. Those are the, the two things there. There was a, in 1962, the United Nations General Assembly passed a resolution condemning South Africa's racist apartheid policies. In 1944, plutonium is first produced at the Holford Atomic Facility. 
and subsequently used in the Fat Man atomic bomb dropped on Nagasaki. 18, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this, uh, Jake. In 1869, in New Brunswick, New Jersey, Rutgers College defeats Princeton University, then known as the College of New Jersey, 6-4, to four, in the first ever meeting of the two in 1869. I remember, I remember reading about that, yeah. 1869, believe that? Imagine, that's true pigskin, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Probably <laughs> le leather helmets, or no, probably no helmets back then. Yeah. 1869. And in 1860, Abraham Lincoln was elected the president of the United States on this day back then. Yeah, Rob, I think this, this particular week there was going to be a lot of such and such was elected president. Yeah. This is definitely election time like you talked about. That week. So uh, give me the rundown on NASCAR, Jake. I know that we have a winner now, right? Ryan Blaney. 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion. It was looking like it was going to be William Byron's day for majority of the day yesterday. Unfortunately, the handling sort of went away there towards the end. So Blaney, he was able to beat Kyle Larson and William Byron. Unfortunately, Christopher Bell, the other championship contender, he blew a brake rotor about 100 laps into the race, and his day was done pretty early. But, yeah, first time in 10 years that the winner of the season finale wasn't the champion, Ross Chastain. You know all the all the drama, all the, the headlines. <laughs> he he mellowed a lot in the second half of the year, and it was so cool to see him be able to go to victory lane, smash the watermelon, and then of course I would be remiss if I didn't talk about it. yesterday was the final race of Kevin Harvick's career. And Kevin, obviously, as everybody knows, he was the guy that took over Dale Earnhardt's car in February of 2001 when he was killed. And Kevin just did a remarkable job these last 22 years. He was in Dale's shadow for 12 years. He went to Stuart Haas. He was able to create a legacy and an identity of his own, our 2014 champion, 60 wins, and to finish seventh in his last race. I mean, he was super competitive right to the very end. It would have been nice if he would have won that race. And definitely going to look forward to him going over to Fox Sports next year, being a part of their, their broadcasts and whatnot. And I feel like Kevin – is going to have a big impact on Fox Sports just like Dale Jr. has with NBC. So outstanding career for sure and first ballot career, if you ask me. So now they're they're on hiatus uh, re redesigning everything until uh, Daytona, right? Yeah, they're, they're going to be busting their butts these next couple months getting those cars ready for Daytona and for the clash out at the L.A. Coliseum. That'll be February 4th, and then February 18th, it will be the 66th Daytona 500. And as I talked about, Kevin Harvick's official debut with NASCAR on Fox. I'm looking forward to it. It's well, it's Feb crazy. February 18th. I think we could do the Rob O'Donnell show live from Daytona. What do you think? That would be wild. <laughs> I mean, that's that's always Daytona's been the top of my bucket list for I don't know how long now. We'll start seeing. We'll start putting <laughs> the wheels in motion. Can you believe See what we can do? Can you believe it was not even four months ago we were up at Pocono? Four months ago up at Pocono, and obviously. You know, you talk to Martin Truex Jr., you talk to William Byron, like I talked about, a career year, six wins, third in points. You know, Ryan Blaney. Ryan, it was sort of the case of just getting hot at the right time, getting hot at the right time because they were – he finished 30th at Pocono back in July. Ryan Blaney did. They were so out to lunch during the summer months. And he, Jonathan Hassler, that 12-team at Penske, they just – 
you know, you get hot at the right time, you find your groove, and here he was, October and November, looking looking really, really strong. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, looking for I always look forward to Daytona. So we'll see what happens. I appreciate your insight, Thanks Jake. As always. On. It's uh, 4.55 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Jake gets excited when we talk about NASCAR, so <laughs> all the buttons were messed up. I had to, had to throw in some Leonard Skinner, man. <laughs> there you go. Especially Daytona. There you go. Uh, looking forward to it. I've been down there for bike week, never NAS, never, uh, never for the NASCAR Daytona. So Top of the bucket list. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I hear it. I hear you coming. Uh, when I was out yesterday... Uh, if you follow me on social media, you know, I talked about it earlier. I bought my new top-of-the-line snowblower, so hopefully I'm ready for the snow. But you can thank me if we don't get snow in northeast Pennsylvania. But, um, you know, I posted a picture of my new snowblower after, you know, we got it home. They added, they they loaded it in the back of my truck with a forklift. I'm like, oh, we'll just get it home, and I'll just get it off the back of the cart with the ramps. And it's close to 300 pounds, and I don't know what I was thinking, but we we did get it down. Put it together right there in the driveway, enough to wheel it in, and I finished its assembly this morning. But I posted a picture, and one of the listeners said, "Oh, I was right next to you at the cash register renting, a, a, you know, a, some some equipment at the store when you were there. I, you know, I didn't want to bother you by come up and say hello. Um, listen, listeners, I, I'm please come up to me and say hello, introduce yourself, tell me you're a listener. I love that feedback. I love to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, here." outside of the radio what you think of the show you know what would you like better what you don't like you know i i love that so please don't be uh hesitant to come up to me if you see me in public uh like i said when i was at the highbridge house two listeners were there came up and said hello and at lowe's i, I wish that listener would have came up and said hello but i'm glad they posted on social media and i knew right away i was like were you the person renting the uh carpet cleaner and he goes yeah that was me because i'm i'm aware of my situation i got my situational awareness i know what's going on i know who's around me at all times I have to in this business. You guys uh, keep me on my toes. But by all means, if you see me out in public, come up. Say hello. Tell me you're a listener. Say you like the show. Say you don't like the show. I respect it either way. You have your opinions just like uh, I do. But by all means, don't be hesitant to come up and say hello. I love meeting you guys. It's uh, just about 5 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. The Rob O'Donnell Show will be back with more after this.